0: Steelers' offseason is going exactly like you knew it would. Chris Hubbard signed a five-year deal with Cleveland, or rather will once free agency officially starts one hour from now. Amazing money for Chris Hubbard. 37.5 mil over five years. $18 of that is guaranteed. Full credit to Chris Hubbard. He definitely earned it. But you knew he was gone. You knew Gay was gone. Rodgers. Mitchell. No surprises. Alejandro Villanueva got his contract adjusted to save the Steelers cap space. The Steelers have cleared $28 million in cap space through contract restructuring. No surprise there either. And no harm done. The Steelers always do that. And now today... When free agency officially starts at 4 p.m., the Steelers won't make any big moves. No big hits. No surprise. This is how the Steelers do business. Same as it ever was. What's going on around the rest of the league? That's what's interesting. This is double M on the X. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Or you can follow me on Twitter, at Mark Madden X. Don't forget, we got the great Pittsburgh sports debate tonight at Tequila Cowboy on the north side. I'm going to bring hot times, baby, to anyone who dares cross the super genius. Like I said, Hubbard signed with Cleveland. That makes a good offensive line all the better. Although, breaking news, Joe Thomas the perennial all-pro left tackle, has decided to retire. Chris Hubbard's good. I don't know that he quite replaces Joe Thomas. I wonder if the Steelers were even considering, for even a moment, cutting Marcus Gilbert and keeping Chris Hubbard to play right tackle. I'm not doubting Gilbert's ability or his maturity and impact, But Marcus Gilbert has been lacking one important ability, availability. Gilbert only played seven games last year and has missed 29 games over his seven-year career. That's an average of over four games per season. By contrast, Hubbard played all 16 games in 2017 and 15 games in 2016. Gilbert is better but the Steelers have a lot of guys who are better but don't get enough done. The Steelers, as a team, look so good on paper but never beat New England. But maybe the Steelers will now because Amendola is leaving the Patriots to sign with Miami, the wide receiver. Deion Lewis is leaving the Patriots to sign with Tennessee, the running back, Exa Pitt, and the Giants – are signing Nate Sauter away from New England, the left tackle. Like I said, Cleveland got Hubbard, but Joe Thomas retired. Cleveland signed Carlos Hyde, the running back from San Francisco. Does that mean they won't draft Saquon Barkley from Penn State? Will he then go to the New York Giants at number two? The Penguins visit New York tonight. They play the Rangers at Madison Square Garden. Looks like Brian Rust will return from the injury list. Practiced yesterday, very likely to play tonight. The Rangers had a fire sale before the trade deadline. Nash out, McDonough out, Miller out. The Rangers are playing out the string. The goalies potting, the princess, Henrik Lundqvist. Last place in the Metro, but since the McDonough trade to Tampa, the Rangers are 4-2-1. Not too bad. You got different guys trying to prove themselves. So the Penguins tonight, got to be careful. That spooner the Rangers got from Boston in the Rick Nash deal. He has two goals and 11 assists in eight games. Nash has four points in eight games. For Boston. Ha! Then again, Ian Cole for Columbus has two goals. And that's one more than Derek Brassard has for Pittsburgh. I mentioned Lundquist, the princess. He will not be in net tonight. Some rookie from Bulgaria named Georgiev will be between the pipes for the Rangers. And he's been doing pretty well. Rusev crush. Uh, today's show will be heavy on the hockey. We got Mike Rupp and Dejon and even the Jim Rutherford show at 6.30, but uh, Jim's at the general manager's meeting, so filling in will be Penguins assistant coach Jacques Martin. So let's talk pucks. Dial 412-333-WXDX. Uh, Connor Sheary is playing on Sid's line right now. And Rust is on that Broussard line with Broussard and Kessel. I want Rust on the Sid line and not Sherry. Forget all that Sid and the kid silliness. Rust's speed is a better match for Sid. And right wing is the better side for Brian Rust. Rust has to play left wing on the Broussard line. And he's got that bank move there, but not much else. I'm not anti-Sherry. But he produces in fits and starts. On some nights, his size totally negates him. But Sullivan likes to operate in pairs up front. And Crosby is paired with Gensel. And the other wing is always going to be liquid. Uh, With hockey adding a 30-second team, very likely Seattle, people are talking about expanding the playoffs, putting more than the current 16 teams in the postseason. I don't like it, but you got to keep each fan base interested every year as long as possible. With the success of baseball's wild card round, and it doesn't matter what the purists want, baseball's wild card round is wildly successful. It starts the postseason off with a bang, and ratings for that single elimination—it's through the roof. It wouldn't shock me if the NHL playoffs got increased to 20 teams and there were four single elimination games to start the playoffs. That'd be crazy, right? Hockey would probably screw it up, go with best of three, and take away the immediacy and the urgency, which is the selling point in baseball. Maybe this discussion is moot because the commissioner, Gary Bettman, seems adamant about keeping the playoffs at 16 teams, 50% make it. Anyway, now we're just sitting around and waiting for NFL free agency to start, even though we pretty much already know who's going where and how much they're going to get. Very anticlimactic. Uh, with that Kirk Cousins contract in Minnesota, three years, 84 mil, all guaranteed. That's ridiculous, and He's 29. He's still going to be in his theoretical prime when he hits free agency again. He could cash in a second time. Perhaps Cousins will even win a few games by then and be over 500 on his career. Oh boy, the Patriots really have lost a lot in free agency. Amendola, Lewis, and Sauter. Could this be the year the Patriots finally go bust? Could this be the year Brady and Belichick aren't enough? No, it couldn't be, and I got three good reasons why. The New York Jets, the Buffalo Bills, and the Miami Dolphins. The AFC East will keep the Patriots afloat. The NCAA men's basketball tournament starts tomorrow. The women start Friday. As I asked uh, yesterday, is anyone... Anyone at all. Even one single person out there filling out a women's bracket pool. I didn't think so. It's another example of men behaving badly. Men suck. Men are the enemy. Uh, The Arnold Palmer Invitational is this coming weekend in Orlando. And Tiger Woods is the betting favorite to win. Tiger finished second. Not first, but second. He finished second in one tournament, and now he's the betting favorite in the next tournament after being invisible since 2014. The guy who won the Valspar isn't the betting favorite. The guy who finished behind him tied for second is. Uh, What if Tiger just soils the bed at Bay Hill this weekend? Uh, It could happen. I'm curious to see... If he can maintain his performance level. It's been an exhilarating, he has, show so far. We got Mike Rupp at 4.30, Dejan Kovacevic at 5.30. Don't forget tonight at Tequila Cowboy. It's the Great Pittsburgh Sports Debate, which I will attend and perform and dominate unless, as I said yesterday, the seating arrangement isn't as comfortable as I want it to be. In which case, I'll be out of there like grain through a goose. We'll see how many people show up to see Adam Crowley. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Adam's a good young up-and-coming talent, but let's not delude ourselves about the straw that stirs not only this drink, but the drink that is this entire building, the entirety of iHeartMedia in Pittsburgh. I am the super genius. I am the ratings getter. I am Mr. Money in the Bank, the highest revenue producer at 200 Fleet Street. And no one else in this building should forget that even for a second. I'm Mark Mad, 105.9 The X. Uh, There's a big article in the Post-Gazette today about the Sid and the kids line. Crosby, Gensel, and Sherry. Which is back together for two and a half games and people are printing t-shirts again. I don't like that line. I like Crosby and Gensel together. I think Crosby needs better than Sherry. But people just love saying Sid and the kids. We have loved rhyming Sid and kid ever since Crosby showed up in Pittsburgh. Sid the kid, and now Sid and the kids. Wait till Sid has kids. It'll be Sid and his kids. Yikes. Uh, Murray is on the trip. Rust is on the trip. Murray won't play tonight at Madison Square Garden against the Rangers. There's a good chance Brian Rust will play and will be on the line with Broussard, and Kessel. I mentioned a moment earlier that Cleveland signed Carlos Hyde, uh, the running back from San Francisco, three years, 15 mil. The Steelers would be just as good with Hyde as they would be with Bell. Not as many bells and whistles, no pun intended. And the raw stats wouldn't be as good, but The Steelers would get what they need, and the team would be just as good. The team, remember? That's no knock on left bell. It's just the nature of the running back position within the context of today's NFL. And there's no more clear-cut testimony to that than the guard getting 13.3 mil per year yesterday in free agency. When that's the same average annual value, the Steelers have offered uh, Le'Veon Bell, the league's top running back. Uh, Is anybody excited about the NCAA tournament coming to Pittsburgh? It starts tomorrow at PPG Paints Arena. Are those games sold out? I assume so. Villanova's going to beat Radford by 30. That should be terrific to watch. I know how much bracket pulls figure into this, and of course just betting on the games and missing work and getting drunk, but there are very few sports where I can observe as a neutral and maintain interest. The NCAA tournament is not an exception to my rule. I just think the first weekend's dumb. An eight seed, Villanova in 1985. An eight seed is the highest ever win the NCAA tournament, which means no team lower than one of the top 32 has ever won the NCAA tournament. Which means the first weekend games are a waste of time. The one sixteen game, the two fifteen, three fourteen. There's the very occasional upset, but uh, mostly they're a waste of time. I just want UConn to lose in the women's tournament. Nothing has ever been more boring or more unfair than UConn in women's basketball. Uh, My second choice to UConn losing in the women's tournament is UConn winning every game by 50. To highlight how ridiculous their dominance is, how Boring and not fun at all. Their dominance is is UConn bad for women's basketball? I don't know. I don't care enough to judge that. But they get all the good recruits every year, so of course they're going to win. So I hope they lose. Let's go to John in the car. John, you're on the Mark Madden show. I'm Mark, big fan, right? Um, I have a question about uh, Connor Sherry. Uh, What line is he more productive on without Sidney Crosby? That's not the key question here. Of course he's going to be most productive playing on the line with Sidney Crosby. I think that applies to most players, not just on the Penguins, but in the league. What matters is what winger can make Sid most productive and make that line most productive. I mean, don't you want the most out of your players, though? Well, well, if that's the reasoning, then you should put Carter Rowney on Sid's line. Because Carter Rowney would produce most with Sid uh, than he would with anybody else. That, that exactly mirrors your reasoning. You know that, right? Right. Okay, so it's not good reasoning. You understand that now, right? Come on. Good call. All your friends were there in the background listening and laughing. Give them all a big smooch for the super genius. And then come down to the great Pittsburgh sports debate tonight at Tequila Cowboy on the North Shore. It kicks off at 7.30. And by that I mean if you jump up on the stage, I will kick you off. Literally. What am I going to talk about next? I'm supposed to tease every segment into the next segment. I don't know. Next segment, a mystery segment here on 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark. I'm super excited to be calling you right now. He's brittle. He's a mind. He's not an R. He's a brain. He's not a body. The X at 105.9. At the top of the hour, I'm going to tell you how great Chad Ruedel is. And that's certainly a reversal of fields for me. But um, circumstances change opinion. Quality negates criticism, and Chad Ruedel has provided quality on the bottom defense fair for the Penguins after getting back in the lineup. Now, here's two Evgeny Malkin debates you might want to jump in and participate. There's a Hockey News article about Evgeny Malkin potentially being the best Russian player ever. That's an interesting debate. Even more so now, with Gino having such a great season and three cups already and all kinds of awards. But Gino won't ever be considered better than Valerie Karlamov and Slava Fetisov and some of the old Soviet era guys. There's too much romance involved there. And, uh, there's not a lot of video save the occasions that the, uh, Soviets played against the NHL, like the 72 Challenge Cup and the Canada Cups moving forward. And then, of course, the Soviet Empire fell apart, and now they play just like us. They were different back then. They had that free-flowing, always-regrouping, puck-possession, paramount style. And some teams try to do that today. Pittsburgh does. But you can't duplicate what they had because they had the talent of the biggest well never China population in the world and they practiced together eleven months a year. You'll never see that now. And like I said, the romance with guys like Kylamov and so forth, that'll never go away. And then you got Ovechkin with all those goals, but no cups. Ovi has 600 goals, Malkin has 367, Gino has 919 points, Ovi has 1,109 points, and that's in one more year. Right now, I don't see how you could help but give the edge to Ovi, and Ovi has three MVPs, six Richard trophies, and one scoring title. Gino has one MVP and two scoring titles. It's a great debate, but honestly, what Ovechkin needs to make the argument moot is a Stanley Cup. Then again, what if Gino gets a second MVP this year? Which brings me to the second debate involving Evgeny Malkin. If you want to debate NHL MVP, now check out these numbers. Geno's one point behind Kucherov in scoring currently. But since January 1st, Malkin has 25 goals and 51 points. Kucherov has just 9 goals. That's 16 less. And 35 points. That's 16 less. If Gino continues his hot run through the second half of the NHL season and winds up winning the scoring title, he has to be the MVP. Unless he's not. Unless they just don't give it to him. I think the only sure thing would be if he won the Rocket Richard for most goals and the Art Ross for the scoring title, but even then, and by the way, shame on me for not figuring this out until now. I've been saying, wow, all the buzz for Taylor Hall is MVP. He's like 14th in scoring, and the Devils are a wild card team. Taylor Hall, nice player, having a good year, but how's that even remotely even remotely translate to most valuable player. 14th in scoring and wildcard team. And then it hit me. What does Taylor Hall have that Evgeny Malkin doesn't, that Nikita Kucherov doesn't, that Alexander Ovechkin doesn't? Canadian citizenship. That's the Canadian writer's candidate. And don't be surprised... If he somehow wins it, Taylor Hall wins the MVP, despite being out of the top ten in scoring and the Devils being a wild card team, and who knows, with the way Ford is coming on, maybe even out the playoffs. Taylor Hall is the official candidate of the Canadian media, and that gives him a very strong chance. Let's go to Mike in the car. Mike, you're on with these super genius. Hey, Super Genius, how are you today? Good, what up? Sure. Hey, I wanted to, I am the same opinion to you about that Sid and kids, this kids line. I just want to see if you read it the same way I, I am, and some people just don't seem to understand with the callers, is that, you know, Sherry, sure, he's not going to go in the corners and dig like Russ. Well, no, he is going to go in the corners, he's just not going to get much done. I, I would never yeah. question Connor's heart or work ethic. But, but as yeah. I've been saying, Sid plays that give-and-go game. And when Connor gives Sid the puck, he immediately gets rubbed out. His size is really taking a negative toll. Now, Rusty is faster. I'm not sure he's tougher, but he's a bit bigger and he gets there quicker. Yep, that that makes more sense. That's a better way of saying. You think Russ will produce more opportunities for Sid because he can do those things to Jerry? I think I think Russ' speed will open up the ice for Sid. Now Connor has good skill. He gets in jags, like you know, pockets of of, of time, games where he does produce and, and makes things happen for Sid. But I'll give you an example. Uh, Russ got hurt. Sherry jumped to that line, the Sid line. Sid the kids. Sid the kids. Sid the kids, kids. At Philadelphia last week, and he got two goals. Then in the next two games, he had one shot in each game. He was absolutely invisible. Which, I, is there anyone? Is there anyone else you would consider putting on besides Rust? Or is that your best person? Well, you as long as it? you think Hornquist is going to, you know, make Gino into what Gino's been, I mean, Hornquist is my first choice, but he's working out really well for Getty Malkin right now, and that's been the wild card. I never thought playing between Haglin and Hornquist would be the catalyst for Gino to have the season he's having, because Haglin, you know, can't score. His touch is very limited, but his speed has opened up space for Gino. His forecheck has created turnovers that Gino's taken advantage of. Hornquist occupies the front of the net. That opens up still more space for Gino. Hornquist, his touch isn't sublime, but it's, it's good enough. And then Gino takes advantage of all that space to create shots for himself and takes advantage of the traffic. Hornquist creates, and Hagelin too, to pick up loose pucks and convert. I never thought that line would work, and now I can't imagine why they would take those guys apart. 412-333-9939. Some inspiring news next, if you're of high moral turpitude like I am. A Major League Baseball executive has taken a stand against pornography. Swear to God, a stand against pornography. It's ruining families. We'll talk about that next on 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Just all kinds of loose women. Women in various states of moral decay. (laughs) I wasn't kidding. The X at 105.9. Here's some Pitt basketball news. Uh, Pitt allegedly met with Tom Crayon today about their vacant men's basketball head coaching position. Crayon, of course, previously coached Marquette in Indiana. And of the perceived candidates for the Pitt head coaching job, I would say Crayon would cost the most. I'd say you'd have to pay him $3 million somewhere in there per year to get him to coach. And I think Danny Hurley from Rhode Island uh, that's been mentioned it cost only a bit less than that. So to repeat, uh, the Pitt administration met with former Indiana and Marquette basketball coach Tom Crean today about the men's basketball job. No Quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at CWElectricalServices.com. This also breaking... The Oakland Raiders are working on a trade that would bring them Cincinnati linebacker Vontez Burfecht. The Bengals just signed Burfect to a three-year extension worth 38 mil last year, but John Gruden has uh, long been a Burfect fan. He's the new Oakland coach. He's the former color analyst on Monday Night Football, and he often slobbered all over Burfecht in the performing of his TV duties. Perfect and Marshawn Lynch on the same team. Two of the biggest a-holes in football. Coached by another of the biggest a-holes in football. It just might work for my entertainment, but, but not for Oakland and having a winning organized franchise. Uh, okay, this is weird. The Kansas City Royals had an anti-pornography seminar. And it was hosted by their general manager, Dayton Moore. And he said, quote, There's scientific evidence of the harmful effects of what pornography does to the brain. We know what the issues are with relationships. There's been countless numbers of relationships that have been destroyed and families have been divided because of it. And it's my experience as a college coach And in my 25th year of professional baseball, in dealing with 16- to 25-year-olds my entire life, this is a major issue that exists. Wow. I wonder what the players' reaction was to that, although only minor leaguers were required to attend. Families destroyed by pornography, unquote. Although, Dayton Moore also said, Now, when I was in my 20s, I watched my fair share. Why, of course you did. Yo, tell me one time... A pro athlete's career was ruined... By porn. If my boss came at me with this nonsense... I'd laugh at him and yank out a copy of Hustler. And hey... Speaking of yank... 412-333-9939... In just 30 seconds... I'm going to tell you that Chad Ruedel is the savior of the Penguins' defense. We also got Mike Gropp at the bottom of the hour. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 X.